Simon, I'd love to pick up on this piece that you've mentioned several times around social injustice, especially because when we spoke last week, you touched on something that I've not personally given that much thought to at all previously. And and that was really around the impact that our, our race, our gender, our sexual orientation or skin color might have upon our mental health, especially in, in the workplace. And for example, I think it's no one comes as any surprise to anybody. It's not new news that in many organizations and sectors, I think if you're a white heterosexual male, you're likely to face less challenges progressing your, your career than if you're a woman or if you're an individual from one of the minority groups. I'd love just if you could kind of talk to us about that a little if you can and almost share some of what you said said to me when we caught up last week because it was so so powerful I think. The really important thing is to recognize that those inequalities exist in the workplace that we know that they exist because you know it's reflected in the gender pay gap it's reflected in the ethnic pay gap it's reflected in who you see in the boardrooms it's reflected in who you see in senior positions and who you don't see in senior positions in who gets promotions and who does get heard and who doesn't get heard and what people wear to work and how they express themselves at work and where we at MHFA England are really really clear is that if we are going to feel able to contribute our best at work if we're going to build our best relationships if we're going to feel as though our contribution is valued that that affects the whole of the organization and we know that you know, that isn't the experience for some people at the moment whether people feel able to wear piercings to work whether people feel they're going to be judged if they talk their first language on a personal phone call whether people believe that they can wear clothes which it reflects their personality or their hair color and we know that you know, women get less airtime often within meetings we know that there are you know, more white people in, in the senior positions. And all of those things are going to affect well-being at work. And of course, what the research also shows is that where organizations have greater diversity, where people feel as though their voices are valued, where people feel as though they can take their whole self to work, which is you know, the, the campaign which we run at MHFA England, they're much more able to operate at the edge of their brilliance. They're much more able to feel connected. They they feel better at work. They feel better able to contribute. And so that basic premise of having opportunities, having equitable experiences, it being fair, and that people can bring parts of themselves to work without fear of judgment, without fear of sanction, without fear that it will impact on their career opportunity you know, has to be good for individuals but it also has to be good for business as well yeah amazing i, I just gotta say i love that phrase you use that i think i've heard before operate at the edge of their brilliance what a fantastic saying well it, 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 it takes a lot doesn't it you know if so i'm a gay man if i had to go to work and pretend or feel worried about whether I was going to say that I'd been to X pub at the weekend rather than a more general statement, or I'd had to be worried that if I said he instead of partner or they or instead of she or whatever language I would use around pronouns, I'm on edge. You know, and so half of my brain is going, 
okay, protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yourself, whilst the other part is focused on work. You know, that is the same for all sorts of people that they're going, I've got to protect myself. I've got to behave in particular ways. I've got to fit in. I can't do it in that way. And if people are concentrating on protecting themselves, they can't operate you know, on the edge of their brilliance. And that's where innovation happens. That's where we're at our most productive. It's where we you know, can bring joy into the workplace. It's where we can ask for help when we need it or we can offer help. So it is absolutely fundamental. And I, and I think it's so, so important for all of us to recognise. You know, we've, we've had some real, real reminders over the last couple of years yeah, about the impact of structural racism, about the impact of structural gendered inequalities, about the institutionalised homophobia, transphobia, around disability. So all of those things all exist. And I think the most important thing that we can do is acknowledge that they exist, acknowledge that we need to do the work, acknowledge that you know, we need to think about effective allyship in the workplace. We need to think about effective sponsorship in the workplace. We need to think about changing the ratio of people you know, holding those positions. And it means that we've got to think about every single thing that we do and how does that uphold the status quo and what do we need to do differently to try and create more diverse work environments in which everybody feels able to contribute well, first of all, feel able to get the jobs. We know that even at that start, at that point, you know, there are there are some barriers, but that we remove those barriers all the way through the organisation, everything that we do. 